iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Hi, Al. Hi, James. How, How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. That's good to know. Well, what luck that you happen to also be here at the studio. What? This is a Celebrity Playlist Podcast? Yes, I'm so glad that iTunes. you showed up. Yeah. yeah, it's good that we're here. Yeah, I'm really glad that you're here. Well, that it's good that we showed up. What a coincidence. <laughs> So what tunes have uh, have you chosen today for, uh, for our listeners? Oh, first I want to point out that I'm, I'm with Al Doyle from the uh, oh, yeah. rock Hello. ensemble Hot Chip. Al and Doyle also from Chip. LCD Sound System. Yeah, Moonlighting for LCD Sound System at the moment. Moonlighting starring And uh, to my immediate right um, is Shepherd. James Murphy, uh, head honcho of DFA Records and uh, LCD Sound System. Well, thank you very much. Not really a honcho, more of a, <laughs> more of a poncho via... We can we, we, let's start. Let's talk about some well, music. Yeah, without, without further ado. Without well, maybe some small ado. Some ado. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go straight ahead with my uh, first choice, which is um, uh, by unsurprisingly by Brian Eno. Um, it's from um, his um, probably slightly more overlooked '90s album, Another Day on Earth. Um, and this is the first track, and it's called This. Um, and I just sort of. Uh, <laughs> Is it the oblique strategy, come up with stupid name? <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it's like, uh, I just got quite a lot of affection for this record because it's sort of like, um, it's very sort of um, unashamedly sort of 90s and uh, sort of referencing some kind of really bad kind of like, almost like UK kind of trip hop or something like that. But oh, somehow he, he manages to sort of get away with it. And um, yeah, I just really, really into this one at the moment. I think he probably got away with the Eno parachute. Yeah. At all times, he just goes, I'm Eno. And a parachute comes out. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He stepped away. And then he makes, <laughs> makes a nice soft landing. This race and this world, this feeling and this girl, this revolver, this fire, this I'll hold it up higher, higher. move into uh, some very heavy rock territory with orchestral maneuvers in the dark um, from the first album, a song called Almost, which is a uh, heart tickler. Um, I have a deep, I've recently fell back in love with early OMD while making the most recent LCD sound system record called This Is Happening, available on iTunes. Um, uh, Mainly because it's as you just did, you say unabashedly or unashamedly? Oh, you can say both. Well, which one did you say just recently? You said um, unabashedly '90s. I think you did. Yeah. Okay. So well, if, he, if Al said unabashedly '90s, we can go back and um, I will say unashamedly heartfelt <laughs> um, and ridiculous, kind of absurd, like comically '80s, uh, early '80s, late '70s ish. Um, but it's a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song that Al is about to listen to and be enraptured. OMD, almost. Anyway, my next choice is um, is by John Cale. Um, it's from uh, his album uh, Artificial Intelligence, and it's called Dying on the Vine. Um, what year uh, is that? I phew, artificial question. intelligence. Yeah, yeah. 
can't remember, but um, maybe one of our listeners can tell us. Um, yeah, it's, it's five um, five five. It's got like tips. kind of um, yeah, quite sort of a strange, slightly uh, coked out kind of production, and um, there's lots of different versions of this song. But I'm I'm kind of into the um, into the album version actually, and uh, I think the lyrics were written by. A music journalist whose name escapes me. It wasn't the lyrics on by John Cale, but the the, uh, the, uh, the music's by him. And um, he's, uh, yeah, his lovely Welsh dulcet tones uh, are really in, in evidence on this record. I was thinking about what's mine. I was living like a Hollywood. But John Kell did a cover of. Uh, he did actually. Yeah, the, good, good link. Yeah, see, see. Um, yeah, John Kell did a cover of an LCD sound system song. All my friends. Yes, he was on the, one of the seven. I think a B side of a seven inch. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you want to know, if For you younger wanna, listeners, seven inch is um, an old format um, uh, that your granddad might know about. Made of vinyl. Made of vinyl. It's like a heavy plastic thing with only one song on each side. Yeah, unless you wrote unless you're in a hardcore band, you can have an album. Yeah. Okay, well, what's what's your next uh, choice? My next choice <clears throat> is going to be by The Rock, uh, or actually what one might call Electronic Concern. Okay. Suicide. I'll go, I'll go along with that. Suicide, yeah. off their second record, a little less. I love the first record, but the second record is very, very special. Um, I think it's just called Suicide, the second record by Suicide. And it's uh, Diamonds Fur Coat Champagne, which is a... I was listening to this morning, actually, <laughs> while dancing around my house... Uh, um, with ma- having made a coffee, and it's uh, it's it feels so good. It's pr- produced by Rick Ocasek of the Cars, who, um, along with Bruce Springsteen, b- was a very big fan of Suicide, and that's evidenced by uh, yeah, uh, Bruce's cover of uh, Dream Baby Dream. Right? Bruce yeah. Springsteen still plays sorry, Dream the Boss. Sorry, the Boss. Yeah, the Boss yeah, still yeah. plays Dream Baby Dream live with an air organ that can be found on some of his one box set of live things or something or rarities, but it's really amazing that dream baby dreams an amazing song and bruce springsteen's version is incredible um and the cars um have candy for um what's their song drive isn't it or no well what? they have drive that's a very big song but, yeah. they, but they're on the album candio okay they have a song that is just a total suicide song right, right, like right. and i forget which song it is it might be called might be candy no that's no, not Candio. Uh, I really wish that the listeners could could ring in and, and, and can like, you ring in just ring in just pick a phone number to start dialing five, five, five. hot hot <laughs> tips that's it. Yeah, and uh, and we can, um, yeah, no. But the, this song, "Diamonds Fur Coat Champagne," is, uh, somehow like their version of like a Roxy music song. Like it's kind of like elegant, but normally their songs are like just him yelling stuff. Right. Um, but it's this kind of like elegant little thing with these little, more elaborate keyboard sounds rather than just the organ through a plate reverb, which the whole first album is. Um, really, really l- lovely stuff. Thanks for Kokasek for getting involved. Thank you. My next choice is uh, 
by um, a band called Ween. Wow. <laughs> wow. And um, yeah, it's Who a song. I basically grew up with. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I was That's just crazy. in New Jersey Saturday at the Record Exchange, Princeton Record Exchange, where they were regulars, and I saw this guy Jeff who ran a label called Birdo Prey Records, which was a cassette-only label. Wow! And Birdo Prey put out, I think, the first Ween cassette. So that's so crazy. That's what I was doing this weekend. Um, yeah, this is. Um, I, I saw them um, at an All Tomorrow's Parties event in uh, on the south coast of England, and um, it's the first time I'd seen them live, and it just sort of blew me away because. Um, they play for about, I don't know, normally about sort of three hours or something, which makes it sound like they're doing these like crazy like marathon sets. But actually, they just sort of they play a song and then they kind of, they kind of like stand around for a bit and like have a little chat and and it's, it's it's a bit a bit like sort of seeing like a bar band or something like that, but just amazing, you know, that only play Ween songs or something like that. And um, yeah, Big, I, a very famous Ween cover band exactly, at a pub. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just really love. Is it Dean the guitarist? Dean, Dean and Gene. Yeah, yeah, Dean and Gene. So yeah, I really Dean's love really love his uh, his guitar sound. And this is um, a song called "Roses Are Free." And you were right. Excellent guitar sounds. Yeah. <clears throat> we're back. Um, uh, again. James and Al. James and Al. Celebrity playlist podcast. Yes. For iTunes. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're doing. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you do, right? You, sort yeah, of, you just, just throw it in there. do another little... Mix it up so in case people are... If you're joining us... If you're joining but us... But it's a exactly. podcast. Why don't you just start from the beginning? They might your still choice. be joining us. They might have gone out for a Some, coffee or something. You know, it is. Somebody's in their room. They're playing it. And someone just walked in like, hey, what's going on? And then now they know. They yeah. don't have to start now, over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. You just uh, keep yeah. people informed. Yeah. Keeping you on top of things. My next song that I've chosen is James again. I have picked off of the first Ultravox record called ah. Ultravox, exclamation point. Mitch. My Sex. <laughs> uh, it's a John Fox hey, era. Um, I was on the plane with uh, Bob Geldof on the way over here. Re- uh, well, he, he was in a different cabin, obviously, but, yeah. uh, but I did see him see him go on just thinking of Mitch Ure and, uh, you know, Live Aid and stuff like that. Yeah, he's, he's looking pretty good, I think. Go, cool, Bob. Hey, Bob, how's it going? How's it going? If, if you're listening, Bob... Uh, yeah, it was nice to see you. And let's do it again. You, d- you didn't recognize me. You didn't say hi. Um, but um, but it was still nice to see you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so Bob Geldof on the plane. Bob Geldof on the plane. But this is this is my sex is produced oh, by. Yeah, Ultravox, we're back. We're back with Brian Eno because oh, yeah. he produced this record, which I didn't realize. And the record sounds a lot like Roxy Music. It doesn't sound like what you think of Ultravox, particularly as. Right. It's not like the Vienna era Ultravox. This is the John Fox singing. Oh yeah, Ultravox, sure, the yeah, beginnings, that, yeah. and it's a lot. The good, album's a lot guitarier, a lot wonkier, and uh, the synthesizer sounds are so clearly, you know, like it's like almost like Samba Reptiles era keyboard sounds, and right? Really, really beautiful, and the vocals all out, of, like just spoken vocals that are all out of out of time and funny, and I, I've, and the, one of my favorite bass sounds. So it's a really beautiful, awesome example of when weird people make records with weird people at weird times. It wears no future faces, owns just random gender. My sex has a wanting wardrobe. I still explore of all the bodies I knew and those I want to know. My sex is a spark of electro flesh. 
released from the tick of time and geared for synchromesh. Okay, so that was Ultravox. Um, mm-hmm. My next choice, um, it's um, by Odetta, and uh, the the song is called uh, Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child. But yeah, Odetta uh, recorded, I think, at the Carnegie Hall um, in the 60s, and or maybe even late 50s, and it was um, it appears on uh, Pasolini's um, uh, soundtrack to uh, uh, the Gospel of um, St. Matthew, and uh, it's like a beautiful scene where um, you know, sort of uh, the baby Jesus is just first born and it's like panning across this hillside and all these uh, amazing kind of Italian faces and um, just a very um, moving scene in the film and uh, I managed to track the song down and it's, yeah, it's by Odetta. So here it is. Sometimes I take a, a very hard turn from yeah it's got to be from that one I think. No, we, no, yeah. but I li- I literally we've we've gone the farthest in the direction of your choices or of all of our choices into the odetta and i'm going to go as far away between the two of us to have uh off of the album damaged by black flag <laughs> I, I, I have chosen great. six I, I think rollins would be a, a, an odetta fan i'm probably. sure yeah yeah and yeah. talk very um, energetically about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for a long time, as long as you pay him. Pay him the well, I, I mean, a, a black flag purist would say that Damaged is not the record to pull from because it's a it's a it's a Hank record. It's a little middle middle period. But okay. I, but Damaged was a big record for me growing up because it was the first black flag record I ever that I bought. Um, and the other black flag records were bought by my were owned by my friend Griff's brothers, you know, Grant, Glenn, and Greg Nelson across the street. So, I would listen to them over there. If you're listening, get in touch. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> and um, but I, uh, I I was really into I was really into Damaged. It has like spray paint the walls and TV party and amazing you know songs that are pretty pretty classic. But is six, TV party any kind of reference to TV party? I, I don't think so. No. I don't think that would be their jam no, no, per se not. west coast that's true yeah um but and that'd be too arty but uh yeah. but six pack is a great song with a really great intro which is i get a six pack and nothing to do <laughs> i get a six pack and i don't need you and then the song starts <laughs> and, but when i'm listening to it like it, what sounded really tough to me at the time sounds really like it is really tough, but it's also like the way the Stooges are, where you listen to Stooges recordings and like they're supposed to be like big and you know. But then you listen to "I Want to Be Your Dog" and it's actually really small, and the sleigh bells and claps are absurdly loud, and yeah. like, um, and the drums and guitars are kind of muted underneath, like not very loud vocals. It's it's like a very weird idea of tough that I think is missing in quote unquote tough music now, which is the some of the least tough things in the world. Um but it, and it's also like a really kind of beautiful drone in the guitar, which I really like. So and something really simple like that, a little Greg Ginn beautiful drony guitar. So yeah. here's here's six pack. Yeah. 
Okay, and we're back. Um, we are back. Alan James, back. the Alan James show. It's the, yeah. Car talk. We're, we're, we're gradually getting better at it. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> we're deteriorating. <laughs> we're just not noticing anything. anymore. It's sort of like um, a smell. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we're just surrounded by yes men. Getting you. Really, yeah. <laughs> we are surrounded. We actually right now. We have thirteen yes men. They're, they're all just. Yeah. We need one more to, to get away from this. Uh, uh, like the, <laughs> we need a hobbit yes man, so it won't be an unlucky number. Yeah, we should ask one of those guys. Um, my next song is. Um, oh, thanks, Derek. He said yes. By probably the most um, famous um, Greek Egyptian on the planet. It's Demis Roussos. Ah, oh, Demis Roussos. Um, and this is a song uh, called "When I Am a Kid." Um, and uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the drum break that starts this song off, we um, uh, once sampled and tried to use for uh, a remix for the Roots, um, which uh, they uh, didn't use <laughs> in the end. Um, and uh, so yeah, I've got quite a lot of uh, affection for this song, and I'm, I'm a big uh, Demis Roussos fan. So this is for anybody that can uh, remember voting for Dukakis. Uh, it's uh, when I am a kid. When I'm a kid I'm There's so much good Demis Russo's too. Oh yeah, you know more Demis than you think you know. Yeah, yeah. I dig you. <laughs> yes, God. lovely day. Um, <clears throat> I'm 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 going back and dig- digging. Most of the time I've done on this whole thing is digging into my childhood, with the exception of the Flash in the Pan, and the Suicide. But the uh, uh, Modern English, who is a band very famous for being incredibly new wave, um, you know, for Melt with You and things like that that go on John Hughes movies, but before that record, their first album called Mesh and Lace was on 4AD Records, same place as the you know the birthday party and pretty and Bauhaus. And, um, before they were for before 4AD was known primarily as like Cocktoo Twins and Colorbox and This Mortal Coil, Dead Can Dance, like the kind of like the sound that it got really known for later. In the very beginning, they were pretty really art damaged and scratchy sounding records, um, like the the birthday party being a really good example and the first modern english record i went and bought um not knowing anything about them um and was blown away by but to me i was like this was the contender this band was the contender to be like you know to take over for joy division new order like you know this was like i thought this was the best band at the time and if i listen to this record now the only thing that's not super powerful about this record is the fact that it just vanished like as a record on its on its own, it should have been a much more important document. Um, it's self-produced, and every single instrument sounds weird. Like so, they've done something to everything. The drums are all distorted and with like spring reverbs, and each there's all the synthesizers are like modular, very strange, uh, detuned, atonal modular synthesizers. The guitars often sound like they're being played through a megaphone the bass has like some like everything has something insane on it and it's so which you can relate to yes <laughs> and it's so insanely tough it's like a way tougher joy division in a way with like with um more like other other layers of things going on on it so um oh yeah it's you have to oh, um, never mind. Kind of obsessed with this record, and this song. There's so many good songs in this whole record, but um, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, "Dance of Devotion," a love song, which starts off 
with a great, hilarious, kind of overly earnestly yelling art weirdo intro, and then drops in and has this amazing guitar on one side and keyboard sound trade-off, rhythmic trade-off thing that I still think of all the time when writing music. Um, it's t- totally um, amazingly great record. One of my favorites. You good <laughs> see um, i told you yeah you i told lie. you Ain't no lie um my next record is um is a techno record um that i felt sort of Tech, um, yes compelled to choose just to um be representative of uh, some of the things that particularly uh, felix and i like to play when we're when we're out and about um Ooh, and it's boot. um it's a uh, a duo called reagents um i believe that one of them is from san francisco and uh, the other guy is from Germany. Um, and uh, it's a record called Confidence. And it's sort of... Uh, <laughs> What's it about? Um, well, I don't know. It's, it seems to be like there's, there's, a, there's a strange little subset of, um, of techno that seems to be going on at the moment, which is like, um, to me, seems to be referencing like, um, almost like a kind of circus feel, these kind of like... Uh, <laughs> It's so sort of tri- triple time, and it sounds a bit like kind you're of not selling it to me. Big top sort of <laughs> kind of stuff, and uh, it just makes me laugh. Like because it's like very serious, kind of like uh, sort of cold, uh, like German thing, and then they just sort of like uh, seem to put these little kind of uh, very light kind of showbiz um, musical phrases in. So, um, so yeah, this is from from that kind of subset, and. Um, I don't know, I can't remember how long it is. Maybe it's about sort of seven or eight minutes. So if you can't play the whole thing, then uh, just cut to the breakdown. That's, that's what I normally do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is, uh, this is Confidence by Reagents with Bring a Z. It. Bring it. my favorite uh, bands as a kid that turned into a band that I was less into um, and the fans of the band now are horrified by the records they made in the beginning and that is Ministry uh-huh. um, who uh, I was also on a plane with them once yeah, yeah, really? Fly, yeah flying into uh, um, are they from like Chicago oh okay I think we were flying into San Francisco or something and they were telling me about the um, the sort of salt feels as you go into wait you were, you were having a conversation with them yeah who Al Jurgensen I don't know he had long hair oh <laughs> Paul Barker oh, yeah alright well the um, uh, in the beginning they were a synth pop band from Chicago who uh, their singer who was American sang in a very very funny fake British accent <laughs> and uh, uh, it's all there's there's a first EP that I bought that was my favorite 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 record uh, the Cold Life EP it was a red EP um, with like a, a envelope top on it and it's been since reissued as the as Cold Life I think 
Um, but it's got it's got Cold Life and Primental, which turned into I Wanted to Tell Her, which is a great, great, great song off with Sympathy, their first album on Arista, which has been declaimed by the band as something that they, they, they weren't about. I don't know, the producer and the label, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, it's been disowned. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. But it's a great record. So Al Jurgensen, if you're listening, it is a really good record. And if it's, you know, I get it that, you know, doesn't seem in keeping with your aesthetics now, but it, it, man, that was, as a kid, that was one of my favorite records of all time. So this song is called I'm Falling. I'm a little confused because it was listed as I'm Falling 1980 Alternate Mix, but I think it's backwards because there's also an I'm Falling that's not listed as the alternate mix, but the, but the, the falling that's listed as the 1980 alternate mix is actually the I'm Falling from the single. Um, so that's the one that I grew up listening to. So... Um, it's the tougher, more mid-rangey one, not the scooped out, more effect, effecty one. So if you're listening to the two different ones, it's the tougher one. Okay. Um, and it's a little bit fast and kind of like, you could do that very funny eighties dance to it. Yeah. You so, could, yeah. If you could see Al, what he's doing, it's yeah, that yeah. I'll do it again. Okay. So you can't you can see that, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. You can possibly hear the sound of my jacket rustling. Yeah. That's, the, that's all you're going to get. Unfortunately. It's a jacket rustling dance. It's a jacket, jacket rustler. Yeah. <laughs> Al Doyle, jacket rustler. <laughs> Ministry, I'm falling. Drawing, drawing to a close here at yes. the iTunes Celebrity Podcast with um, Al Doyle and James Murphy. Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. And, um, they couldn't been, get any celebrities, so we're here. Uh, we're doing been, this. Um, it's been nice to hang out with James. Don't, don't usually spend that much time with him. <laughs> Except when we're on tour <laughs> like and staring at each other. Every day for the last like, eight years. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so my <laughs> final choice, um, it's, um, it's Wings from Paul McCartney. Um, it's a song called Let Me Roll It. Wings, um, the band that the Beatles could have been, uh, some people might say, and um, yeah, I just got a. <laughs> who, who who says it? Um, me and me and Alexis say that. <laughs> um, so you are some people. That is accurate, then. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, two people. And this is yeah. We're just into this song at the moment. Um, I think there was a um, there's a lyric in a, in a George Harrison song which um, says "Let me roll it." It was, it was years before, and then I think uh, Paul took that lyric and, and turned it into this song. Um, which has got some really funny, um, I don't know how they would have done it. I suppose it would have just been like cutting up the tape or whatever, but it just sounds like it's kind of, uh, it, it stutters or something and it, um, it loops at this one particular point where there's a sort of drum fill and the first time you hear it, you just think there's a you know mistake in, in your copy kind of thing and, uh, and then you realise that it was a, a deliberate thing and it's just a really simple, um, uh, good song with it again, like a really sort of, unusual sort of guitar part to it and by the way uh, for people who can't see him i'll just made a little guitar playing gesture uh, yeah did a little, little gesture um so yeah here's uh maca with uh, let me roll it What a great jam. Yeah. Al Doyle. 
Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, I was happy with that one. That edit, when that hits, kaboom. <laughs> um, yeah, we were compelled to choose um, an LCD sound system uh, song for this uh, podcast. Those clowns. When we're DJing, we often get asked to uh, to play our own stuff. And it's, and it's weird. It's kind of like... Um, Anybody could play it, but that they the audience seems to want you to be the guy that puts his finger on the on the play button because that makes a difference. <laughs> under the dead, it's your finger uh, doing that. Um, and uh, yeah, James sometimes says that it's like um, wearing a t-shirt with your own face on it, um, it's which only of, Mark yeah. Bolin yeah really got away. Uh, with. Some people can definitely get away with it, but uh, yeah, just not for us. Uh, but anyway, we, we've um, we've gone ahead and, and chosen a remix of. Um, of an LCD sound system song. This is by uh, Rub and Tug, and it's uh, Too Much Love. I don't know if you have any more um, sort of information about that particular one. L- love those dudes, Rub and Tug. Yeah. Thomas and Eric. Yeah. Good, good, good dudes. Good guys. Good, good guys. music. Good, good, good jams. Good jams. Sweet tunes. James Murphy um, from DFA and LCD Sound System, and uh, Al Doyle from Hot Chip and LCD Sound System. And we we've been here. We've been our, your. We've been the thing that's been going on for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> at the iTunes Celebrity Playlist podcast. podcast. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening with your ear holes <clears throat> to what came out of our mouth holes. Yes, from our mouth holes to your ear holes, with love. <laughs> With affection, with great, with wonderful, thanks. iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast.